From the very mobile studios of PSIA, AASI at Lions Park in Golden, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. You're listening to First Chair. It is a beautiful morning here in Golden with uh, Nick Heron. Nick, it's uh, we rode our bikes over. What a great day. It's the way to do it, George. I mean, if you're going to make me pull me away from the Tour de France and I don't get to watch this morning, I guess I'll go for a bike ride instead. It's the way to do it. So, you know, it's not funny at all, but uh, I was thinking back to some podcasts we did in March and it was about shutting down ski areas and kind of a really bizarre end to the season. Um, we didn't get to have our ski school parties. We didn't get to have our ski school awards in person. I mean, it was just, we did what we could virtually and we're making tape videos and all right. these things, but it was, it, it just wasn't the same. I never felt that closure. Yet here we are talking about reopening. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty exciting. It's exciting to hear the momentum and the focus everybody has to reopening. And it, it is. I love all the podcasts you did where you asked people, where were you or what did you do on the last day of your season? Because it was such a unique season of closing. But, um, you know, I, I think that, you know, people are becoming accustomed to living in this new era of COVID or whatever you want to call it. And we have to tackle... Um, how we are going to create a comfortable environment and a welcoming environment to people to enjoy skiing and riding. And I think it's important. We have to challenge ourselves as an organization and as a community to support the industry. I love the positive vibe I'm feeling from different people that I've talked to at areas yeah. around the country is that people are really looking forward to opening, but they're being smart and opening safely. Yes. Yeah. You, you, we have to do that. And, you know, this document that just was sent out to all the members uh, yesterday, this conversation around COVID, it's, it's, a, it's a, again, it's exactly that. It's a conversation to get all of us as instructors to start to think about how do we engage with our guests and how do we engage with our peers, you know, really looking at the people's corner of that learning connection framework, you know, understanding the social and emotional um, attributes that go into great education, you know everything from body language to engaging with someone that might have a little different comfort level in the era of COVID, right? And how are you going to work with those people? And, you know, I think it's an important thing not only to create that relationship between the instructor and the guest, but in that document, it also talks to snow sports schools about what kind of training is going to go into adapting to this area. How are you going to work with your staff and work with your guests? And, you know, the educators... Pretty much the national team really helped create this whole document. A bunch of them were. Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah. A bunch of them were in Mount Hood who worked all summer, so they were living it, right? <laughs> so they, they had a great job. Robin Barnes, Mike Rogan, Dave, Dave Lyons, and then a bunch of the coaches. And we made sure we had people from every di discipline, right? We had Jeff Krill look at this document. We wanted to make sure that this was a document that really did not have anything to do with a discipline, but it had to do with that people skills corner. And... We wanted to create a resource to get people to engage and start thinking about how we can support ski and ride schools around the country and in a safe environment. And we work closely with NSAA because they're creating a Ski Well, Be Well document that helps um, resorts think about how they're going to open each department, how they're going to manage with employees and guests. And it's just been really cool over the months to see everyone lean in and figure out ways that yeah the season's going to look different but we're going to find a way to enjoy the outdoor industry in the winter right and i've seen us be so flexible and adaptive 
um, you know, I was a guest on a cycling podcast a couple of weeks ago, and they said, what have you missed most throughout the COVID area? And I thought a minute, and I was like, I miss seeing a smile. Yeah. I really do, and Those it got me masks. thinking about, I <laughs> wear that mask all the time, doggone it. <laughs> because I don't want to have to be wearing it next year. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> but it was like, I started thinking about our people skills, and you know, it's pull up your goggles, uh, yeah. show that smile. And if we have our faces covered, again, we've got to be flexible and adaptive. Yeah. So tone of voice, what are, you know. Oh, it's big time. I mean, I, I see it when I go to the grocery store, or even when I'm interacting with people at, you know, in everyday life, like there's a lot that could be said from a, just a smile, right? And I do that a lot. Like a thank you or a nod is a smile. Well, that's not enough anymore because people don't know what you're doing. <laughs> like if you make a dry, sarcastic joke, they are just gonna think you're rude because they don't see what your face looks like behind the mask. So now I've been more vocal, making sure I say a thank you, making sure I say a hello rather than a head nod or a smile because those greetings are so key or people can read you so differently just because you lost that. You know, when you go get coffee, you know, you're. it's just different now. There's a, there's a plastic screen in front of you. I mean, we just did it, right? There's a plastic screen, he has a mask, I have a mask. You know, trying to figure out if you're going to go with a credit card. Do you give them the credit card or <laughs> do you not want them to touch the credit card? And, you know, it, it's this evolution we're going through of learning how to work with each other in this new era. And every day, everyone gets better and better at it. Right. You know, you get more accustomed to it. So walking down the sidewalk. Right. It's like, oh, now I got to spread, you know, 15 feet apart, exactly. six feet apart. Exactly. And it's yeah. it's like, no, I'm still going to say hi to you because yeah. You just, I, I can't let that go. Yeah. You know, I was, I was talking to a few people and this is totally just my personal opinion, but I think so, so take this for what it is. But I really think that the ski industry is really lucky for the timing of when COVID really broke out, right? It was towards the end of the season. Yes. We, we missed national Academy. Yes. We missed some, the, the resorts missed spring break, right? There were some big things, but all said it wasn't Christmas. Right. And but the cool thing about this was going into the summer, one thing that I saw when everything when was shut down, people were coming out of their homes and I saw some really odd interactions. I saw people treating people really negatively at Costco, like really just not healthy human interactions. I saw someone at a fish and chips restaurant throw food at someone else. Like it was, throw food. yeah, it was not good. Right. And, and you, and it was because it wasn't because they weren't getting along, but it was because they didn't know how to internally control their emotions or, or act with others. But the cool thing about the ski industry is we're going to have six months now that people are coming out of their homes. They're all in this education pathway of learning how to live with this. And everyone's different based on where you lived in the country because reality has set in different timing at different places. Right. But hopefully by the time we get to ski season people have become really accustomed to interacting in this new era right and you know i think about golf or i think about summer tourism you know people started coming out of their homes and they immediately wanted to go on vacation they had a lot harder job because it was like immediately they had to learn and adapt to those social and emotional interactions way faster hopefully by the winter season this is again my feeling i hope people are more custom that they're comfortable living in this area so they can start really thinking about okay how do i really deliver 
guest services. Because at first, you're just so focused on the technical operations. Oh my gosh, I just have to make sure I have my mitigation plans correct. But now we got to take it one step further and it gives us that timing to really evaluate how we're going to interact with each other to create a good experience. And think about what, there's a new added, uh, oh, part of this for us because, you know, people are having to make reservations to be able to go up and ski at oh, pretty yeah. much every area. Yeah. So someone may have been turned away for a week. Right. And they finally get their spot. They show up and we better give them a great guest Absolutely. experience. Absolutely. No, I think it's great. And I'm, I'm excited that people are start. we're starting to see how resorts are going to manage this. And we're going to see it depending on the region, depending on the company, depending on how their approach, it's going to be different everywhere. Right. And I actually really appreciate how everyone is taking the time to really figure out what is the best mitigation plan what is the best operating plan for their region and their mountain and and i think everyone's doing a really good job of that you know it's it's it, again there's still not a lot of detail yet but each week there's just a little bit more detail and, it, and it's making people it's almost like getting people excited to go skiing right i think yeah that's <laughs> out there <laughs> we had that snow and people oh, were like man. Are you opening? Dude, <laughs> I actually you. got that question. Oh, that snow made me, I'll tell you, I, I shouldn't admit this, but that snow made me so mad. I was like, I was really on a kick there for some good bike rides and then that snow hit and I was like, oh. So anyway. So I, I don't know if you can answer this or not, but what are ski areas doing about uh, departments? I mean, what if for some reason there's a, you know, your department's taking everything really seriously, yeah. Maybe all of them are, yeah, but yeah. there's still an outbreak, say, in lifts. Yeah. And how, how what happens if we don't have anybody to yeah, run right. I mean, I any love, thoughts on that? What was it from the California Ski Areas Association? You said it earlier. Uh, what was it, the, oh, the quote you like? Don't be the reason we shut down the season. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> I was on a phone call like two weeks ago with a bunch of state association executives. And I think it came from California. They're like, oh, we're using this quote a lot. Don't be the reason to shut down the season. And I kind of giggled. I was like, man, anything that rhymes, we attach to, right? <laughs> you know, if it's an acronym or it rhymes, it's gold, you know? <laughs> like, so, but I really liked it because it just shows the importance where there's a lot of resorts talking to each other of, hey, let's all take this seriously so that our state government, our governors, our federal, everyone sees that we really have plans in place and we can operate correctly so that, I mean, if one government makes, governor makes one decision for one, based on one resort, that can affect a lot depending on what state you're in. So, so I really, that really resonated with me. And I think what I've seen through all of the resorts across the country and really the way that NSAA and, um, has been working as a National Ski Areas Association, has been working with all of their resorts. Everyone's really into sharing ideas, working together to make sure they do it right for where they're at. And actually next week they're coming out with a toolkit based on department. So they came out with a document that says ski well, be well. And our conversation around COVID is actually part of that initiative. They did that and then we made it specific to instructors. But they're taking all of our information and they're baking it into the Snow Sports School Department Toolkit. So after the Ski Well, Be Well document came out two weeks ago, they'll be coming out with this toolkit that really dives into each department to ask your question to say, hey, okay. here are some things you should be thinking about for F&B, for lifts, for skis, snow sports schools, you know? And 
I, I think that that's a really good approach because every department is going to have a little bit different interaction. And you're right, right? If there is some type of outbreak or if there's something in one department, it could affect another department in the end, affect the resorts, I mean, res, uh, the guest. But I don't know if we're going to know that until we're living it. You know what I mean? I, at least, you know, Mount Hood had a very successful summer exactly. season. So it, we have a model out there that this works. Hey, the way I put it is they're able to run the Tour de France. We're, we're going to be able to go skiing. You know what I mean? That, you know, maybe that's a little too positive. But. The NFL is yeah, right. going right. <laughs> right. But, but what I mean by that is people are figuring it out, right? I mean, I mean here, here's a great example. Like, reservation systems. Hey, guess what? Golf's been doing that for years. You have a tee time at four. No one questions it. It works, right? Now, it's very different to our culture. So it's going to take time for some people to get used to that, to prepare for it, to have, to think ahead of what their plans are for the weekend or whatnot but the thing that we've got going for us is we have so many test cases, whether it's golf resorts mountain biking um, summer activities people are figuring out how to create a great experience to enjoy the outdoors and um, but it's a little bit different in the COVID era and now it's our turn right winter's coming and I mean, I feel really positive about this. If we do it right, people are going to enjoy the winter. But it's not going to probably look exactly like what they remember in previous years. They might have less crowded slopes. Yeah. <laughs> I-70 might be a little bit better, right? Like, you never know. Well, you know the mountain bike uh, at Aspen and Angel Fire, they've been doing great. Yeah. I mean, the, the mountain biking has been incredible from what I've heard at, at all the resorts. It's just, it's been fantastic. And I, I'm... I'm really hopeful, you know, I think we have to have that positivity in the industry. I mean, that's the best thing about PSIA ASI is like going back to what you said about closing is we adapted really well, right? There's, we're moving into webinars. I mean, I could only imagine where we would have been if we weren't in the e-learning market right now. Like I, I am so thankful for our educations department and all of our education, educational leaders across the country, everything that they've created and the webinars they're producing the community uh, forums they're creating, just getting on Facebook and talking. I mean, that really defines what I believe PSIA is, is we're a community of snowboard sports educators and we love doing what we do. So we're really, we've got to keep that momentum and we've got to keep that positive morale moving forward. You know, we might not have as many lessons this year as previous years, but you know what we do have is we have the ability to focus more on training this year and stay focused on what we love so that we're in it for many more years to come. You know, that's that's my biggest focus is how do we keep people engaged in the sport even though for the next year and a half or however long this goes on, it's gonna look a little different. A Couple of things I wanna talk about before we close. One, I'm really impressed with the leadership being shown where all the resorts are coming together and talking about a mitigation plan instead yeah. of having you know rogue areas that are off doing their yeah. own thing is that kind of unique in our society and i it'd be well, kind of cool if there was more of that oh yeah i mean you always look at what if what are the positive things that we've learned from covid and that's one of the things that i truly believe you know you see it in all the towns all the small towns you drive through there's posters up we're in this together or together we are successful or whatever the quotes are I really feel like there's 
there's more unification of people wanting to work together, especially in the ski industry, of sharing ideas, best practices. How are we going to move forward? I mean, I just shared our document with uh, um, a company in Quebec that owns five resorts. And he was like, this is great. The more ideas, the better. Let's just get as many out on the table because we don't know what's going to sick or we don't know what is going to ignite a conversation specific to one of the resorts, right? So the more we share, I mean, I love this because I'm on the phone once a month with my counterpart at CSIA, right? In Canada, Perry, we, we talk. I mean, he was one of the first people I called when, um, in March when this started to happen. I was like, all right, what are you doing to talk to your membership? What are you doing to talk to your resorts? And it, it forces us to go to people who we we believe in and who are doing the same jobs as us and really idea share, you know? And I think it breaks down some of that competitiveness maybe between resorts or maybe between snow sports education associations, who knows what it is. But I, I really think it's really allowed everyone to, I use this word a lot, but lean in more and work together. So it's good. You know, and you mentioned uh, more training and something I've noticed, we do a children's specialist one, children's specialist two on Wednesday nights every yeah. week. And that's been since the shutdown. Yeah. And the enthusiasm is huge. But what we're doing now is um, the teaching scenarios. Yeah. And when you're teaching virtually and you've got five other people on a Zoom call and it's like, no, I want you to really think about how you communicate and how you would run that class. And you see people as we're aching, you know, faking our turns on carpet and the instructor is talking while they're skiing. Right. It's like, wait a minute, would you really be doing? Yeah. And I think it's really changing and making us think about the way we teach. And it's so much fun. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty cool because like, you know, we just came out with new national standards with Alpine and snowboard and all the other disciplines are going to come together over the fall. Right. Dave and the, the ELC and the task forces are all putting the policy final touches on, right. on those edits. Um, but one of the biggest evolutions of our organization now is the teaching and people skills, fundamentals, and what is expected in our national standards are the same across every discipline. And what perfect timing, again, we learn what are the positive things from COVID. Like you said, you're really focusing on those corners right now, and we're highlighting these and how important they are as educators and being a snow sports instructor is so much bigger than just knowing how to tip or rotate a ski snowboard or whatever whatever device you're on right i'm not trying to devalue our technical corner because it that will always be you know there's there's a reason why everything's in the balance right it's a triangle or a pendulum or whatever but we have to understand educators have we have so much further to go when it when it comes to understanding how to work with others and that's something that is only highlighted even more during this time you know and i love that you brought that up because i'm noticing in interviews too with you know new hires yeah that haven't taught before they've taught something else and you get into the learning connection with them and the enthusiasm that's coming out about yeah developing their people skills as well as the technical and really being able to bring themselves out in their lesson but have that technical knowledge when they're doing it it's hard to describe but the enthusiasm in the new hires because of that is huge yeah no i I think dave shuling always says it well like i always call him because he he frames it so well that we actually have detail behind it now right we have 
the written word we have our written fundamentals and we describe our soft skills where before we just used to always say right oh you just have to have great soft skills and and we'll teach you the rest and we're like well great what are those soft skills well you're just a good person right you know there was never really too much detail that went into it (laughs) but what has been amazing for our educators the last four i mean this let's be honest this goes back all the way to ushuaia probably I think that's six years ago. Six years yeah, ago. six years ago. But we have spent a lot of time really starting to say, hey, we can teach to this stuff. Emotional intelligence, we can understand this more and we can talk about it more in, in snow sports education, which is which is really cool, you know? And it's only highlighting our strength as educators in, in the industry and our relevancy to welcoming people to the sport and keeping people energized on the sport. And I got to go back to the way we started, you know, talking, having those interviews at the end of last season, it was kind of a downer. Yeah. And even though I wanted to have those interviews, it was, and talking with you today, the positivity is awesome. George, And I just mean, seeing your enthusiasm is amazing. You, you should be psyched because let's be honest, you just became more relevant to me than ever before. It was like, all right, people can't go skiing. What do we got? Podcast. Podcast. Right. George is very, very relevant. <laughs> Good, thank you. (laughs) That was priceless. It's good. It's good. Well, Nick, it's been amazing talking with you. It's really cool sitting in the shade on a cold, windy morning when the sun is gorgeous all around us. It's nice out here. So, but uh, looking forward to the rest of our ride. And thanks so much for joining us. I really appreciate chatting with you. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to riding. Looking forward to knowing who won today. Did you follow today? I did not. Oh, it's going to be big. We'll find out. Green jersey. It's getting serious. All right. <laughs> well, everyone, thanks so much for listening to us. Nick Heron, always great chatting with you uh, from the PSI ASI Extremely Mobile Studios in Lions Park in Golden, Colorado. I'm George Thomas.